Jesus catches us off guard in this gospel reading. As he tells this parable, as he's speaking about the master, when you hear that the master is going to be selling the servant, you know, not only him into slavery, but also his wife, his kids. He's going to sell all the property of the servant in payment of the debt that the guy owned. You're immediately thinking, what a wicked master. What a crazy, bad guy. And then the servant, you know, falls on his knees and says, you know, have pity on me. And, and then you, we all see another side of the, the master. The master has compassion on him and forgives him the whole loan, the whole debt. We think that the servant is the good guy and the master is the bad guy. And then we find out that the, the master isn't so bad. He's actually quite good. He is good. And then we continue to listen to the parable. And as Jesus speaks about the servant, how the servant goes off and demands from a fellow servant to pay back the debt and, and doesn't even allow him to or doesn't forgive him, but instead puts him in prison, which is actually worse than becoming a slave in that time. Prison wasn't like today where you get, you know, a, a 42-inch TV and you're able to go on the Internet and you're able to do all kinds of, you know, things like you do in your own home. Then prisons meant you were being beat up, all just terrible things. So we find out that the, the good servant isn't a good servant, he's a bad servant. And then you immediately start rooting for the, bad, uh, for the, the master, and for the fellow servant, you think, I hope this bad servant gets his just desserts. I hope justice is done. And then you continue to listen to the parable, and you're like, yes. You know, the master put him in jail, like he did the fellow servant. You're like, he deserved what, what he should have had. And then that last part hits all of us if we've been listening to the parable all along. Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. And it's like, wow. The reason that we all hold a grudge, the reason that we have resentment is somebody has done something bad to us and now they owe us. They owe us a good deed. And we want to hold them accountable to come and apologize, to come to me and say, okay, I shouldn't have done that. Um, here is, you know, what, what I was supposed to give. And we demand it from that person. And then as Christians, we come to God and we say, God, let me into heaven. Let me into heaven. I want to be in heaven. I want to be in heaven. I'm a good guy. I'm a good woman. Please let me into heaven. And then, the Lord, of course, wants us to be in heaven. He wants to forgive us. But he can't forgive us if we're not forgiving the one who has hurt us. And now, our Father, we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Immediately after the Our Father, then Jesus says, God will not forgive you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Here in this passage, he says, So will my Heavenly Father do to you, meaning put you in, hand you over to the torturers, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. That somehow we expect God to forgive us, our trespasses, our sins, but we cannot forgive those who have trespassed against us, who have hurt us. 
We all do this. We all do this. And it may be a sibling. It may be a co-worker. It may be a parent. It may be a spouse. It may be a child. Where we hang on to this, onto this grudge. We hang on to the anger that we have against that person. We hang on to the wrath. And then when something bad happens to that person, a smile comes across our face. Listen to our first reading. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. I grew up in a family where hugs and kisses weren't given really at all. German family, as I know some of you have as well. But as, as time went on, it began to be incorporated into the family life more and more. And now when, whenever I leave dad and mom's place, you know, I'll give them a hug. A hug um, or I go see a sibling, we'll, you know, we'll hug each other. But I think of, you know, a hug. You embrace the person, and you have this, this um, like an intimacy, intimacy with the person. You love the person. They love you. And when you really love somebody, you hang on to them tight. You think of somebody, you know, who has just um, died, and you're comforting the loved ones. You hang on to them a little tighter. Or somebody's lost their house or something else, and you, you hang on to them you know, a little more tightly than you usually do. That's the image that the author of Sirach gives to us when it comes to sin. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. Forgive your neighbor's injustice, then when you pray, your sins will be forgiven. Folks, I would like you right now to imagine the person that you're holding a grudge against, the person that that you have resentment towards. Just imagine their face. If it's more than one, imagine multiple, whoever you're holding a grudge against. Imagine their face. And then, now imagine hell. The feeling that comes across your heart, I say feeling, I don't, I don't mention what you desire in your, in your mind, in your heart, but this feeling that comes across your body you're almost appalled at them. That's a little glimpse of hell. In hell, nobody loves anyone. Absolutely no one. At this Mass, bring that person to Jesus. At this Mass, bring that person, those people who have hurt you, whether in a little way or a big way, bring them to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to be able to forgive this person so I can be in heaven. Jesus, you tell me that I can't be in heaven unless I forgive this person. Give me hope that I may be able to forgive this person. I want to be in heaven. I want to be filled with joy, not rage. I want to be filled with peace, not sadness. Jesus, I want you. And if you think that you can't forgive somebody, you're absolutely right, you can't forgive them. But Jesus can. And he can give you the grace to forgive. By ourselves, we can't.
which is why when we look at our country, the more we go away from Christianity, the more and more rage we have against one another. You know, just turn on television, the, the anger, we're always pointing out other people's faults and we say that we're sinless. The more and more that will come to us, the less Christian we are. But folks, let's be Christians. Let's profess our faith. Let us forgive those who have hurt us.